This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hey everybody, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is David Furrow. This is my dad, Lynn Furrow, also the founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission at Summit Life is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective but then also empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. Now, as you guys can see, we have some special guests here. My dad was preaching at New Covenant Worship Center in Newcastle yesterday, and we have the privilege to be able to be with the pastoral leadership team today and just kind of do a round table. And here we have Shelly Hansen, Eric Haler, and Tom Preble. And so dad, like we said, this is something different for us. This is not what normal people yeah. are going to see, but we have the opportunity to be with other leaders in the church, and we wanted to take the opportunity to do that. Yeah, and what we're going to do this week is we're going to record all these sessions in one setting. So it's going to be a little different than what you see on the regular podcast or the regular age uh, changer show. But I'm with... Uh, friends and I consider them my spiritual family in yeah. a lot of ways yesterday I was coming back home yep. and uh, I'm I'm so blessed right now to be able to do this uh, with the the pastoral team of New Covenant Worship Center David did not mention that it is Newcastle <laughs> Indiana yes. not Newcastle Wyoming or Newcastle <laughs> Pennsylvania um, but God has done a tremendous work uh, in and as you know, Newcastle is not a metropolitan area, and the facility for New Covenant Worship Center is on the edge of town, surrounded by cornfields. But God is in the middle of this cornfield, absolutely. And this is a house of worship, and it's a house of anointing and power. And God is doing a mighty work uh, with a group of people here, and uh, just like any church. Uh, and any family in God, uh, you go through hills and valleys in the promised <laughs> land, uh, but they are going for it Absolutely. in the kingdom. So I was yeah. just blessed. Uh, I had not been here in this house uh, for over three years uh, because of pastoral commitments and focus and responsibility. And as I have transitioned from pastoral responsibility, I'm able to roam about the cabin just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so this was my, my first stop. So we are going to focus because as everybody knows, we've gone through a very intense year and there have been multiple challenges that the church has faced, our nation has faced, and as leaders and as believers, we have had to process, God, what are you doing uh, in the middle of the madness and the mess and some of the challenges that we faced? But I also know that uh, we have leaders that listen to, to this podcast and also watch. And so we're going to talk about some leadership challenges that we've had yeah. and how that's affected our leadership and how we've had to, to up our game in leadership but we're going to talk about how we as believers first personally have had to process what we walk through. And then we're going to talk about some leadership questions. But as we go through the episodes for the week, we're ultimately going to end up in what we feel God was doing in us, but also 
in the, the body and the ministries that we were stewarding and leading. Yep. But then what do we feel God is saying? Because God has not le- led us to a dead end. He, he takes us through the valley of the shadow yes. and he puts before us a table, even in the presence of our enemies. Uh, but then he's going to continue to lead us, lead us in through and then out the other side. So we want to, as we enter, as we end this year, 2020, and as we set our hearts to see what God is, is doing and saying to the church, we also want to just compare spiritual notes and see where God, we feel God is taking yeah. uh, us in, in the new year. So we're going to launch right away. And so the first round of questions. And so I hope you feel like you're in a game show right now. <laughs> and we're going to see who wins. Yeah, we should have had buzzers. I want to answer that first. Um, and there is no order in which we've said that they are going to start. So somebody's going to have to be strong and courageous uh, to start out with. But personally, uh, and not to repeat what I said, this has been a challenging year. I know personally for me, um, as I've tried to navigate, uh, you know, the waters and, and the weather, spiritual weather and the environment of 2020. Uh, but I just want to start out with a very broad question, but I'm going to let you have the freedom to take it where you want to. But what was the biggest area of growth uh, for you in 2020? As these external challenges pressed in, right. what did Jesus do in you? How did you become more like Jesus this year in 2020? <laughs> Well, we're still working on that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I think for my own life, you know, there was a point in time through the year where when you don't see people respond the way you hope they're going to respond in the mm-hmm. crisis or whatever, yeah. that you have this sense of false responsibility that you're responsible for how people respond. Mm-hmm. So for me, there was this leaving that in the, in the Lord's place and me realizing God's working on me. God's yeah. working on my heart in this and how I respond to what's going on with the people. So not being responsible for the lousy responses or the good responses, but realizing I've got to release that false responsibility that it's God's responsibility to change hearts. It's the Holy Spirit's job to move and change people's hearts. But that pressure is always there mm-hmm. to help God. Yeah. To help God. And he doesn't need my help. Yeah. And so relinquishing that so that I could focus on what God was doing in my heart and how he wanted to change me in the midst of that pressure, in the midst of that chaos, in essence, yeah. was probably the area of growth for me in 2020 so that I could respond and I could communicate well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Even though I didn't communicate always well. Yeah, somebody told me that 2020 was a time that the Lord was identifying false yokes mm-hmm. on on leaders and ministries mm-hmm. because in some ways God shut almost everything that we were doing down. Absolutely. And there was this moment to see, oh my, I was I was really vested in a lot of time and energy in doing this. And I really see that once it was shut down, not a whole lot changed, yeah. you know? And so uh, I really appreciated that word. And that's what you, you're saying, that there were false yokes that were broken, that were coming off of us. Uh, and we could see between temporal and eternal. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, how would you say that you were able to do that? Did you just say, yeah, I'm not responding anymore? Or was there, what did you do to get to that level? Well, in those challenges and in those conflicts that you have with people, you're realizing that you're taking on more responsibility for it. Yeah. And you're actually, if you're not careful as a leader, you're actually manipulating and putting pressure yeah. on them. Yeah. And then they're reacting to the way you respond. Mm-hmm. And so we had some heated discussions even within yeah. our team where she's frustrated or whatever, and he's frustrated, and we're, we're, we're walking these things out that then affect the body, you know, and you're going, mm-hmm. whoa, I've got to make sure so it was just the conviction of the Spirit of God going, hey, yeah. Eric, there's parts of your heart that are not right. Sure. And so I had to just, okay, and we would talk those things out, or you talk it out with the person that you're dealing with yeah. as they're walking that. But it's not putting that, that pressure. It's so hard, a, a fine line to walk, because as leaders, you call people up higher, yeah. Yeah. but yet you don't want to manipulate Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to allow the Spirit of God to work as you're challenging them to come up higher in their thinking and mm-hmm. how they're processing without manipulating them. That's a really yeah. tough balance. Because the definition of leadership is influence, right. according to Mr. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. So we are to be an influence, right. but it cannot be a bad influence yeah. using a means by which people are manipulated mm-hmm. to where we get what we want from them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you mean to tell me that you guys have heated leadership team <laughs> meetings? Uh, I don't think I've ever it's heard of that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being honest. Absolutely. Yes. When you're yeah. navigating waters like this? Yeah. If you think pastoral teams, when they're trying to solve problems and navigate <laughs> uncertain times, that there's not some heat in that kitchen, <laughs> then you have an illusion of what leadership is like. Yeah. yeah. So... Anybody else want to launch into that one? Yeah, for me, you know, it was very personal. It was very, uh, I feel like what I had to do was do a lot of soul work and inner work, um, navigating through my own motivations for why I do what I do and how I do what I do. You know, I, I'm a leadership coach and I do all kinds of personality profiles and mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of great information, but really learning about um, the why I do what I do. And I, for me, I've got a voice in my head that um, I try not to talk to too often. <laughs> but he's always talking to me. Yeah. And he's an inner critic, and he just keeps telling me what a terrible person I am and what a terrible leader I am. And, and he's yeah. always judging all of my decisions and all of my interactions with people. And so... Really having to to uh, separate that voice from my own true voice and the voice of the Holy Spirit is really difficult at times because that voice has a lot of scripture mm-hmm. that he can pull from and and criticize me with even with the the Word of God you know absolutely and and so pushing into grace and letting myself off the hook. You know, the phrase I, I was trying, I was using for a while was loving myself off the hook, you know, and and allowing, you know, the, the feeling and the experience of grace when I'm not doing 100% like I wish I would, or I blew two hours today because I just, <laughs> I just kind of 
wandered in my office and you know <laughs> thought about squirrels and whatever else right. happened. But allowing grace to really, really touch me in a, in a new and a deeper way, understanding my motivations of trying to be good and trying to be right. Um, and not from an arrogance, but just because, you know, I want to reflect the goodness of God and the rightness of God, but realizing self-righteousness is not a great That's representation right. yeah. of, of right. his righteousness. And so doing a lot of that kind of work was a big part of what this year I've, I've really been focusing on and drilling down on, uh, knowing myself and knowing the parts that really aren't of him and Allowing grace to do its work, that's that's mm-hmm. been a big part. Uh, Tom, to follow up, and I'm going to ask you a question, but I, it's going to be a little bit of an expanded question. Uh, we as leaders have taught for years about developing a people that are a, a Mary that sits at the feet of Jesus, yeah. and we're not performance-driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have found those that are ministry motivated i mean so a part of our gifting part of who we are there is a kingdom motivation to uh, accomplish great things for god and so no matter how many times i've preached it about do not have a performance driven Mm -hmm. uh christianity Mm -hmm. that leads you to saying constantly that inner critic you need to do better how was it this year in you discovering or was it uh, a moment of discovery where you go having preached to others <laughs> i still have this identity issue yeah. where i think i need to perform for jesus yeah. was that something because as it all got shut down i found myself saying what good am i <laughs> if i can't do this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, does my life have any worth right. and meaning? Because now everything's shut off, shut down. Right. So, did you guys go through any type of of wrangling and wrestling in your hearts? Um, as far as the work goes, no. And this will be, you know, maybe something we even discuss a little bit later. As far as leadership challenges, like when we went into lockdown, my counseling load doubled almost right. tripled mm-hmm. and i'm not the guy they come to first for <laughs> hugs and kisses like, i mean that's how bad it was when they're like eric's not available he's not meeting whatever you help me you know and so um so as far as work went i i did not run out of things to do it got worse for me actually i mean i, right. I was navigating a couple of divorces trying to keep those from happening the, you know, through the grace of God, it, it was really, it, 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 the moment, it was just this, this thing of um, not enjoying so much of my spiritual disciplines, which, you know, we're going to, we'll talk about even more as far as growth goes in a book that I was reading this year, but just not enjoying some of my spiritual rhythms, because mm. again, that voice felt so close to the Holy Spirit all the time. And it was like, dude, you're not loving good enough. You're not forgiving enough. You're not mm-hmm. praying enough. You're not worshiping enough. You're not, you don't have enough scriptures memorized. You know how to, work, you don't know the addresses to all the scriptures that you do right. know. And right. it was just an ongoing, you know, just a, a 
wear you down kind of thing. And you're just like, oh, I keep working harder and I don't feel any better, you know? So it was such a, it was just an internal thing of, of just pressing into grace and allowing God to just like, just sit, you know, a spiritual practice that I, I started doing was just, um, just welcoming prayer and, and just being with the presence of God for, yes. mm-hmm. for 20 minutes, like no conversations. I'm not talking to you. Please don't talk to me because I've got some weird confusion sometimes is yeah. between this critical voice and who is the really the voice of correction that we yeah. still need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just going to sit here and be together and no one's talking. <laughs> we'll see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was even skeptical with a lot of that, just, you know, but I, I had to, you know, Psalm 46, you know, be still and know that I'm God. I had to pull on some of that stuff where, you know, because to me, transformation is all about Romans 12, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, right. So I need to be thinking new stuff if right. I'm going to be better and yeah. transformed. Yeah. So sitting and being quiet. Silence, mm-hmm. solitude, and it's like, no, this is dumb. This is I'm wasting more time of the kingdom <laughs> and tithe money. You know, who's paying my salary? <laughs> right. So sitting with God, just sitting with Him, and just letting whatever transpires that I have no cognitive understanding. Yeah, yeah. It was very hard, but very helpful. So mm-hmm. you're saying God can do a work in us. Apart from us. What? I know I'm not going to that far. <laughs> Absolutely, Lynn. That is so true. Yeah. Yes. He's still working uh-huh. when we don't see uh, do yeah. not think he's working. I had a sure. pastor buddy. He was he was challenging me, and, and he said, what do you do? What do you think God's doing while you're sleeping? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. He's waiting for me to wake up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. He's like, okay, we can go back to work now. Are you done sleeping? You slept too long anyway. <laughs> So, yeah. no, it was, you know, that shift of just being with God and letting grace really have a deeper work. Yeah. I found that when things shut down at first, uh, the team that I was leading at that moment, it was kind of like when you have a snow day at school. At first, it was right. like, Yay! hey, vacation, <laughs> an extra vacation. Because uh, ministry is demanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that when it was extended beyond uh, something that was comfortable for us, right. I think those when yeah. uh, there was a little unease uh-huh. in all of us of saying, okay, uh, God, you're, you're, you shut us down and you're going after our hearts yeah. Uh, yeah. to do something. Absolutely. So I said this before we started the recording. Yeah, Shelly is this brave little warrior <laughs> to be among uh, all these guys. So she is the rose among all the thorns. And so, Shelly, how has this impacted you this year in your personal growth? Well, I should probably correct you and say that I am actually probably the thorn. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely a challenge. Or... I have some other metaphors if you want. Yes, <laughs> Burn the saddle. I definitely bring some spice. <laughs> so um, I, I would say that I too have been doing some personality work and growth and mm-hmm. studying um, just kind of how God created me, along with some of the defense mechanisms that I picked up over the years and mm-hmm. needed to get rid of. Yeah. And uh, for me, my personality style is very um, loud, I would say. <laughs> um, you know, 
in your face a little bit, yeah. um, kind of a challenger type of personality. Um, and But that comes with um, some challenges of its own. And um, But when I get in stress, in stressful modes, when I feel like things are getting out of control, mm-hmm. right. I begin to spiral quite a bit. Right. And um, so, you know, when the whole world is spinning out of control and then my home is spinning out of control a little bit, I have a son with autism. And so, you know, his whole world was rocked when he was pulled from school and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he discerns things. And so things were pretty chaotic when the lockdown <clears throat> began to happen. Um, but I um, started doing some inner work and really looking inside of myself and realizing that when I feel out of control. Um, actually, I have a voice in my head, but my the voice in my head says, you're not safe, you're not protected. Mm-hmm. And um, so therefore, I rise up with these walls to protect myself. Right. I feel like there's been experiences in my life, I went through a lot of trauma before I came to know the Lord. Experientially, I had to rise up and protect myself because I was sure. put in harm's way by people who were supposed to love me and care for me. And... Um, so once I got saved, you know, and, and I realized that Jesus was my protector, I, you know, had this honeymoon period with the Lord that was just wonderful. But then again, I, I started realizing, oh, people still hurt me. Yeah. Oh, I still experience disappointment. And so um, I had built up some walls um, again. And, and it's kind of, this has been my journey for years. I go through these moments of building up walls and then I tear them down and I build them back up and I tear them back down, you know, as I go through disappointments or different struggles with the Lord. But this year was, um, I, I actually went to a cabin. Um, we have a, uh, well, you know, the, uh, the Julians who have their cabin. Yes. Yeah. Allowed me to go out to their cabin. And I went with a friend, but we didn't even talk to each other the whole time. We were there for like a spiritual retreat. And I mm-hmm. went and just journaled. And I got my computer out and I picked the most beautiful font. And I just <laughs> typed out all of my woes. all of my, And I processed my emotions so that I could forget yeah. them. And, mm-hmm. and um but the biggest thing that I realized was that um, what I thought was my protector, these walls of protection, the Lord actually spoke to me. He said, no, you've not partnered with the protector. You've partnered with the punisher. Hmm. People Powerful. receive you when you rise up with your that strong exterior, people feel punished by you. And I was like, oh, you know, and it's people closest to me, like my leadership team or my husband mm-hmm. or don't always do it with my kids. I'm softer with my kids. But my friends, you know, I would get this hard exterior because, you know, you can't be seen as weak and you've got to lead and right. you're a woman in ministry and, you know, you've yeah, got to yeah. power up. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, you know, realizing that that that, you know, the enemy is the punisher, you know, that yeah, that's not right. God. And um, so I went through this process of surrendering that part of me um that and 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 really you know i i had to have this moment where i was like you know thank you for protecting me over the years Mm -hmm. i i because there were times when i needed that there were times when i needed that strong exterior to keep me safe before i knew the lord but that is no longer useful you know it is not i can't partner with that thing anymore and um so i gave myself permission to be softer and um, allow myself to just surrender that tough side of me so that I could be more tender and realize that really, you know, in my weakness, he is made strong. I don't have to be mm-hmm. strong first. I can actually be weak so that he is strong through me. Yeah. And uh, But these guys have been amazing at helping me navigate that and allowing me to 
really fumble through the process of, um, you know, sometimes coming on too strong or, you know, just, I'm, I'm just black and white and I just blurt things out, you know, mm. and, um, but they have been so great about just really helping me do that and do it with grace and with love. And so that's been good. It has helped my marriage very much. So <laughs> it has helped, uh, my relationship. He appreciates that weekend very much. <laughs> and so, um, so, um, but, and it's, it's helped me with my relationship with these guys and even in how I do ministry as well, you know, humbling myself and, and just allowing God to soften my heart. And, yeah. That was the second mm-hmm. question that I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. How have people responded to yeah. you as you've allowed the Lord mm-hmm. to do this work in you? Yeah. The walls have come down. Yeah. Have you seen a response of the work of God's grace in you, a response <clears throat> in, in people and saying, this is the Lord and mm-hmm. I'm receiving more from you. Yes. And I, for sure, my husband has noticed, you know, and I, and I think that these guys have, you know, I don't know, I guess that'd be a question for them, but, um, you know, I, I have noticed, um, a difference in myself just in mm-hmm. even how I receive others. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, cause it's so funny. So I got into full-time ish ministry. Well, you know, um, what do you call that? Like paid ministry. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I forget what you call you're it. Being yes. Me being, yes. Into is. the ministry yeah. for a couple of years now, but I was so surprised that not everybody liked me, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you just think, well, people it's, and, and you go, Oh, or they oh. did. And, and they, they did it. Now they don't. Yes. And so navigating through that has been difficult in realizing that, Oh, you, you, you don't get me or you mm-hmm. don't think the best right. of me. You're assuming the worst before you, yeah. you know, things like that. That has been hard for me to navigate through. And I think that that is one of the things that I have noticed since the, that exterior shell has been broken down <clears throat> yeah. is that people have been able to approach me. There've been a couple of times cause I'm just, I'm a gut person. I just like, I'm like, I think it, I do it, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, Whoa, let's do this thing. And sometimes I don't bring my team along with me. Right. And, um, but I've noticed that they've come to me. And, and been like, very kindly, just been like, hey, when you did this, help me understand it. And I was like, oh, you wouldn't have done that a year ago. And yeah. thank you. I, I need that. I want people to come to me if I'm too much. Yeah. I know I'm too much, you know. Yeah. And um, so I have noticed that in the last couple of months that I have been approachable, which is really good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for being so honest, <laughs> so vulnerable, because I think all of us know for years, mm-hmm. the church has not mm-hmm. been honest with itself. Yeah. yeah we sure. say that we speak the truth in love, but we uh, that's more of a cliche than yeah. a reality. Yeah. And uh, this was a, a fresh breath of just being real. This is going to be helpful for multitudes of people mm-hmm. uh, that will hear this stuff and and hopefully for leaders it, it brings out a courage in you yeah. to go where these folks have been willing to allow God to take them yeah again thanks Shelly thanks Eric thanks Tom guys thank you for being with us today and being a part of this guys if you want to just know more about Summit Life Ministries make sure to check us out at summitlifeministries.com if you want to just get all things Summit Life Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to us on YouTube. But guys, we love you and appreciate everything that you guys do for us, giving us encouragement. But thank you guys and God bless. Bless you.
What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.